The latest report from the Environment Ministry highlights concerns that highly productive agricultural land is being eaten up by housing developments. The area of highly productive land lost to housing increased by 54% between 2002 and 2019, and this will only increase as demand for land grows, as our population grows. So how do we provide quality urban housing that people want to live in? Scott Cracknell from Context Architects was involved in designing Hobsonville Point, which is considered a great model of suburban mid-scale intensification. And Scott joins me now. A very good morning to you, Scott. Thank you. We have a... We do have a fixation on having a backyard in New Zealand, but I think that's gradually changing. The shocking apartments that have been thrown up with little thought for planning have done little to perhaps attract people towards apartment living. How how do we ensure that when we intense, intensify the number of houses on any given bit of land, we make it attractive and livable? I think we need to treat apartment buildings like little communities. Uh, there's good rules of thumb about how many apartments you have per floor, so like say six apartments per floor so you can get to know your neighbours. Um, or if you're going to bigger bigger apartments that you have uh, a concierge, a managed, managed reception and stuff so that um, there's a degree of security if you're going to have larger numbers of people living together and I guess greater management and intervention around um, how a community can form inside an, inside an apartment building. Um, I think the you know, that sort of ties into the, how a body corporate structure can work, and um, you know how different flavours of body body corporate work as well. So there's a governance level of stuff, and then there's the the physical environment um, environment as well. Um, I think that I really think the big thing is sort of stepping stepping back from individual buildings is about where we're putting. Um, kind of putting the density. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I do think um, unitary plans open things up, but we've had the, the hurdle of heritage overlays um, kind of in Central City where actually some of the best transport and connection opportunities are. Um, I, I don't know if this has been talked about all this morning, but there's um, uh, a national policy statement um, uh, around urban development that, that's been issued, um, issued by the government, came into force, um, August 2020, and um, this is something that, that that is looking quite good for um, building a bit more flexibility into what developers can do, and kind of pushing for for higher density within within central areas. Yeah. Um, so that that's a, uh, I guess it allows you to go to six stories in in what is currently a single single family zone, but where you're within proximity of transport. I think that that's really the key thing is that where you've got good transport connections, we need to be able to build more density there, um, and then you know we can create sort of thriving, vital communities around these transport hubs and um, give up some of the land that we're we're not actually using for housing, we're just using to house cars. Uh, they the, part of the NPS is they're taking away uh, minimum car parking requirements, uh, so it allows a developer a lot more flexibility around what mix of car parking they use for a particular development in a particular place. But with the parking, it seems that, and especially when you look out and towards South Auckland, they're, they're putting the cart before the horse, like they've put the houses there before they've put the transport networks, which leaves people yeah. pretty much isolated and abandoned. I agree, I agree. And I think that, that's that's why the, I think the, 
um, some of the easy wins around intensity have been have gone with South Auckland rather than our central isthmus suburbs, um, where a heritage overlay has been used um, um, to protect interests. Is I guess another way to put it. Yeah. The, the density is not going in the right places yet, and uh, density does need to work with transport infrastructure as well. I think Singapore is an amazing example. Like they they intensify around transport hubs. Um, and the transport hub goes in first. So you have a transport hub, a supermarket, um, you know, kind of commercial and um, retail activity, restaurants and stuff, and then housing developments come up and around it. Uh, so you know, there's a real level of forward, forward planning that, that goes on. When it comes to Hobsonville Point, I, like, I look at Stonefields and you know that's another example of intensive intensification of housing and one of those terraced houses went for $2 million so clearly people are finding them attractive places to live in is the same true of Hobsonville Point has that been able to stand the test of time? Look I think it's holding up pretty well um, there's, there's some great, great amenity out there I think Hobsonville Point's a really interesting example of a shift from the you know, your big backyards and everything sits inside your own piece of land to um, kind of people using communal immunity. You know, there's a really good sort of series of parks and uh, I guess walkway, walkway and cycle connections around the place that um, means that people can cope with a smaller smaller yard size um, and, and still have kind of good quality outdoor space and recreation opportunities as well. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a seismic mind shift, isn't it? But I guess given the unaffordability of your traditional housing stock, People are just going to have to get their heads around living cheek by jowl with their neighbour. Yeah, I think it, um, we need different. We need we need all types of housing going on in different places across the city. You know, so you, you want to be able to really intensify in the centre where you, you're close to work and close to um, you know activity and events and things. I mean, um, we should be able to taper taper down towards the edge. I and mean, I think there's still a place for suburban suburban living as well. Yeah. But what it feels like at the moment is that our suburban living has been crunched up too much um, and you know, we perhaps don't have enough we're struggling to fit trees into developments. You know, the, the, the place where you get your um, I guess biodiversity and ecology and landscape and stuff fitted into a design is needing to shift into the street. And uh, yeah, I don't know if the dance is quite right where we've got the suburbs, but we, we definitely need more intensity in the centre. Um, and, and then kind of graded options in between. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, yeah. Different levels of density to suit suit the location. So, you know, the greatest level of intensity where you've got transport um, and then it's convenient and then people can choose their way into, into living, living the way that they're wanting to live. So I think we're not... Um, We've gone so much more diverse, diverse than it used to be. We're um, you know, highly diverse population with lots of different ideas of what what home should be. So you know, the quarter acre dream I think is is, is fairly well gone for large parts of large parts of our, our population. Yeah, I would say so. What yeah. rules should there be when it comes to building, you know, intensive housing projects? Look, I think for intensive housing projects, it's all around the quality of design and kind of integrated integrated design. And 
you can't just do one one bit when you're going to an intensive development. You need to be thinking about um, kind of the landscape, the ecology, the wider environment, um, so urban design, and then into the architecture. You know, it all needs to be considered um, considered together. So I think there needs to be a really strong focus on kind of urban design review and um, design quality right the way through, right the way through the, the construction process as well. We, we need to be able to have you know, really high quality, well built buildings um, that that make apartment living attractive. I think the Unit Titles Act is another piece as well. Like the, the governance of of higher density living needs to be really looked at to um, ensure that that isn't a hurdle. Um, that that isn't a hurdle to people living, um, you know, in more intensive development as well. Nice to talk with you. Thank you, Scott. News Talk ZB seventeen to eleven.